Let's Get Two presents Go Go Astro. Go Go Astros, a focus on H Town Hardball. And welcome to Go Go Astros. I'm your host, James Christopher, and Brian's going to be along in a second. Andy is off on a work trip or off on assignment, I guess we should say. But, you know, yesterday's game, uh, at, you know, and somehow more disappointing than the game on Saturday. But obviously, I'm still here, still rocking the Astros stuff. And it's just been interesting to watch the number of people who have jumped off the bandwagon. In fact, is I'm still on the bandwagon because for me, it's not a bandwagon. Being Astros fan has been a part of my identity since I started to figure out what my identity was. It wasn't a thing I had a choice in. It's a thing that is such a part of me that um, I don't have a choice but to continue to support the team no matter what goes wrong. You know, as, as far as what goes wrong, we'll try to figure it out, but I don't think anybody knows. I think, you know, losing Lance McCullers is one thing, but that wouldn't have would have only affected game three because he could have obviously started game three on, on regular rest after game five of the ALDS, but it doesn't explain uh, Garcia's inability to get outs, and it doesn't explain Arquiti's inability to get outs. I don't really know what's going on with the starting pitching, but I don't, you know, you got no choice but to ride or die with them. And at a minimum, we have two baseball games left, and so I think it's best to enjoy those as, for what they are and, and as much as you can, and then you know, kind of figure out the rest of it. But, you know, the concept that there are many Astros fans, again, already giving up on the team, um, you know, it wasn't over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor, and it's not over when you're down 2-1. They still got to get 27 outs tonight and 27 outs tomorrow. And if one of those games turns the Astros' way, then it goes back to Houston. And I think we all know how well they play at home. So, yeah, this thing isn't over. It's not far from over. The Red Sox don't think it's over. The Astros don't think it's over. And I really wish Astros fans also didn't think it was over. And now one of the smartest guys on Astros Twitter, the guy who researches everything and the guy still waiting for Terry Poole to keep coming through, Brian Arbor. So yeah, Brian, we're jumping on with Brian. And, um, you know, Brian, not the result we wanted you know, it's funny to me where we, uh, as a collective, you, Andy, and I both said losing McCullers is not going to cost us a series, and it's still not going to. But are you surprised at just how bad the starting pitching has been, considering it really was a strength of the team throughout the season? Yes. Um, and this has been, you know, they've gotten – you know, they have an ERA over nine, right? They've uh, given up more runs than they've gotten outs. And so that's something, you know, I didn't expect them to go deep. I didn't expect them to go, any of these guys to go seven innings. I knew sort of middle, uh, middle relief would be an issue in this series. But, um, you know, Framber pitched kind of sort of okay, and then they got him out quickly. But, you know, obviously both Garcia and Arquiti got shelled. Um, they didn't last long, not because it was a strategic decision. They didn't last long because well, they weren't getting anybody out. Yeah, there was definitely a part of me when um, the grand slam happened that I thought, okay, Urquidy has to eat this because um, the goal here is to win one game. I really think you win one game, you get this back to Houston and anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your prognostication feeling like they can do that? Can they win today or can they win tomorrow? What do you feel like? Um, and which one of these games gives them the best chance to do that? Yeah. 
So, uh, I mean, the cliche in baseball, right, is momentum is your next day starting pitcher. Um, so that's good. But then we look at our starting pitchers and go like, well, they need to pitch better. Um, and so that's sort of the, you know, that's, that's the concern here. Can they? Yeah, this is a team, again, best hitting team in baseball this season. Um, they, you know, should be able to bash the runs on the other hand. They just keep getting, you know, now giving up double-digit runs in two straight games, and that's or so they give up nine and then twelve, so they average double-digit runs over the last couple of games, and you can't expect your offense to overcome that. Clearly, they haven't. So, you know, big thing today is to hit and get some runs. You get more than three runs, or they get more than five runs, and then from a pitching standpoint, it's how can they piece things together to, you know, get some outs in this game, and that'll be a big question. Zach Greinke will start on the mound. Um, I don't know how long he will go. I don't think it'll be that long. But, you know, his ability to get some outs, to get them, you know, you know to get them two, maybe three innings and hand the ball over to Christian Javier will absolutely be key today. It just feels like all this team needs is is the sign that they can get through three innings and and have the Red Sox shut out or maybe scored a run to just sort of release that pressure. I mean, and, and I don't know what these guys are feeling. Um, I, I actually, it looks to me like it doesn't bother them. And I think that's exactly the way you should play baseball. Um, I, you know, a lot of, a lot was made of Carlos Correa kind of letting um, Rodriguez off the hook for the watch thing. And I'm glad he did. I mean, that is what, what baseball should be about. Carlos started it with the watch thing. And, and of course it's going to be a callback just overall though. What is your sense that, that the team, are they feeling overwhelmed? Are they feeling over nervous or is it just to them? They did this last year. They can do it again this year. In, in both, in both times they've uh, advanced to the LCS. They've been behind in both series in 2017. They lost those three games in Yankee stadium. I went to two of them. Not some of the most fun times I've had at a baseball game, um, but they came back and won. You know, they won the two in Houston. Being uh, down, they were down one zero to the Yankees in 2019. So they've been down a game before in a series. Um, you know, today is technically not a must win, but it's as close to a must win as a not must win game is. Um, so that's you know some level of pressure. On the other hand, but the infields all played 65 playoff games before. They shouldn't be worried. They played, you know, half a season of baseball in the playoffs. And they've done the, they've been in situations like this before. And I don't expect them to be I expect it to be a baseball game today. Do you um, um one of the things that I was really like looking at was um it does seem like we're not getting the same power numbers out of the lineup. Um, Bregman really hasn't been hitting the ball out of the ballpark really since his quad injury. You think that's what it is, or do you feel like is it just a lot of bad luck? I mean, they've scored so they've scored uh, five and five and eight, so they've averaged four runs a game this series, or just a little bit above that, which is below their average, but. You know, they average a ton of run in the white, a uh, ton of runs in the White Sox series. So, I think it's you know, you know, the the nature of the Astros lineup is they have seven really good, high quality, above average hitters. Uh, you have an eighth average or above average hitter when you have McCormick or Myers in there in the A spot. It's um, not great on Miles Straw. So, if one guy's slumping, the other guys take up the slack, and that's what we've seen for the most part throughout the season. So. 
I'm less worried about the offense. I'm never worried about the Astros offense because their offense is, you know, you know, one day away from having a breakout game. Um, you know, and we had similar things, you know, talking about game three of the White Sox series where they didn't score a run for the last, I guess, six or seven innings in that game. And they came out the next day and scored like in seven of the nine innings. So, yeah, um, you know, yeah, I can look at some individual batters who aren't having a great series right now, but can they break out today? Yeah. And none of them is like over 20. So I expect them to be so mired in a slump that they can't get out of it. Yeah, and I, I, I think the disappointing thing for me is that actually the middle relief and the end of the bullpen actually has held up relatively well considering the tasks they've been asked to do. Um, I think Maton has shown this postseason that he is a piece for the future. But the one thing that we've sort of all talked about um, is that the, the future of the Astros is still very bright. The window is still very much open, but the focus is shifting to now this young cachet or this young crop of starting pitchers. Um, how much of that shine is wearing off on this series, if at all? Or is this just too small of a sample size for young pitchers? Um, it's too small of a sample size, despite the fact that we're really, really focused on it. Um, the future of each of these of each of these players, particularly the young arms in the rotation, uh, Fromber, uh, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, is much more determined by the 25-plus starts they all made, 20, 25-plus starts they all made during the regular season than the, you know, in Urquidy's case, the one bad start he's made in the postseason. Obviously it's a big deal because you care about these, these games, these three games much more than any regular season game. Right. And certainly uh, our anxiety and my liver can tell you that um, well, because, you know, again, you know, you know, what we say in the regular season is sometimes like that. Sometimes you don't have it. You just say whatever and you move on to the next day. Well, the consequences of that in one and one sixty-two is not a big deal. The consequences of that in one and seven, right, is now are behind the eight ball again. Team's been here before. Don't think the players are going to do anything different than what they've done before. They've come back from deficits before in the American League Championship Series. Uh, they've come back from deficits in the World Series in twenty seventeen. Um, so I don't expect any of that to phase this team. But you know, the big worry is you have. And a pitcher you don't really trust starting the game. You have Javier going to come in after that, who is, you know, hopefully the Javier of, you know, the starter in early in the season rather than the bullpen guy. He was wobbly at times. And so. And although he's been very good this worry. postseason. I mean, that's the thing. Javier has been very good this postseason. So how do we p- piece this together? So is the bright side of Valdez not having a lot of pitches in game one, Luis not having a lot of pitches in game two and our not having a lot of pitches in game three. Does that mean that those guys can come back a little bit earlier? Can they give you an inning tomorrow if you need it? I mean, how, how do you piece all that together? I mean, so it'd be really great tomorrow if we got a good, you know, five to six innings from, from, um, and there's lots of reasons to think we, uh, obviously, you worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, when you're down a game, you know. Yeah. And so, but do you think you know, what Fra- I, is Fromber the starter tomorrow? In your opinion, I don't think they've made that official. I don't think they have, but I would assume that Fromber's the starter tomorrow. He'd be on regular rest, and there's no reason to think he's you know, you know, he shouldn't pitch. And obviously, you don't have a lot of better options either. So, um, the bigger issue will be who they pitch in Game Six or Game Seven. Certainly, I expect to see today. Obviously, we don't expect uh, Grinky to go long today. 
Um, they got multi, if they got you know, multiple innings out of them, they'd be happy. And same thing with Javier. Um, they didn't pitch Presley or Graveman yesterday, so I think there's lots of reasons to think you could go more than an inning, particularly with Presley, possibly four or five outs, maybe two innings, maybe pushing it. But um, they're a little more careful with Graveman, so I don't know if he will go longer. But yeah, it is the playoffs. It is close to a must-win game. Um, you probably see something. You may see him get three outs. You may see him ask to get uh, four outs. I mean, and the reality is, if you can get three out of Granky and you can get three out of Javier, and then you can mm-hmm. get an inning from Graveman and an inning from Presley, that's just finding someone to throw that one yep. inning, that seventh inning. And I don't see why you couldn't bring Stanek back. I don't see why you couldn't bring. I don't know how. I don't remember how far Maton went yesterday, but it seems like at this point, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. And you're, you're, again, it's not an elimination game, but it's really close to an elimination game. And absolutely. And, you know, they cause you problems tomorrow, but you know, when you worry about tomorrow, 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 and you figure out the plan for tomorrow because winning today is, is a really big deal. But again, because if you win today, up, it takes so much pressure off tomorrow. I mean, you almost could, not that you would ever punt on a game, but you could yeah. almost say we're setting up for being back in Houston five and for six and seven. Yeah, or you know, you have your best pitcher on the your your current best pitcher on the mound, uh, guy who led the team in ERA this year. Um, tomorrow, so if you can win today, you like your chances tomorrow. As frustrating as Framber was in Game One, you know you've got a much bigger body of work that he should pitch better than that in Game Five. So try to you know win today. Um, what I what I love about the dynamic of our show is um, I think all three of us are different personality types, but I I definitely think. Um, you and and Andy tend to lean a little bit more. Um, you're you're much more intellectual. I think you're much more um, pragmatic. I'm definitely a little bit of heart, a little bit of fire, a little bit of whatever. And one of our good friends of the show that I love, um, Astros fans UK, um, George out there in London's a big Astros fan, and he said he's going to be taking receipts of everybody that's bailing on the Astros, and he is going to remind them. Because this team isn't going anywhere, and this team will be good next year, regardless of how this one goes. Does that bug you when you see, you know, you, you know, again, the hallmark of our show is that all of us are above 45 years old. So all of us have lived through a lot of down. Does it bug you to see people jumping off when you didn't jump off when they were losing 100 games? Here's the thing is we have much more access to people's emotional reaction via social media today. And. I assume people would have said terrible things on social media about the Lenny Dykstra home run back in game three, back in 1986, had there been and people probably said that in their bars and barbershops and living rooms uh, back then. And, you know, you can find similar things, I'm sure, through the, you know, through the 90s and all those, you know, through all the terrible series against the Braves or that one awful one against the Padres. Um, so, you know, one thing about social media is we have more access to what people think. And also a lot of those thoughts are really disposable, both in terms of we're all sort of fickle in the moment. And that's, you know, for as much as we try to be sort of analytical and have a longer perspective, we all, we, you know, you and I and Andy have that too in our moments. Um, and that's, you know, my, my sort of reaction, that's normal. And, you know, there's nothing on social media that people weren't saying weren't saying before we just sort of see it otherwise so i'm willing to so i will say this 
I will enjoy watching Astros UK's uh, receipt post when they get to <laughs> I, I and it's funny because I that. think I just think uh, I guess maybe my previous experience, like I don't want any of these guys on Astros Twitter in a foxhole with me, man, because <laughs> they're not when the going gets tough type of people. This is uh this is why probably the media, why the army doesn't train people through social media. And I think we can all agree that's it. That's, you know, I'm not a military strategist. I haven't served. Uh, I feel that's probably a good thing. You're probably right. I guess so, you know, make a call on today's game. I mean, I I, I'm, I wake up this morning and I feel optimistic. I feel like um, I, I just think 162 games tells me they're better than the Red Sox. And I just think yeah. that this is the day that they, that they get it flipped and, this, the filmmaker in me loves the the idea of a Granky comeback story. Yeah, it's it's a you know, it would be a great story. It's someone who is he's got as much knowledge about how to pitch as anybody, basically anybody, and he's got as much experience, including both regular season and postseason. So, yeah, it absolutely would be a great story. Uh, the Red Sox pitcher is probably their most average pitcher. Uh, they're starting pitcher Nick Pavetta today. So um, he's someone who, you know, you like the Astros' chances of scoring a few runs off him. So I don't think it'll be a low-scoring game. Again, Javier has pitched really well in the playoffs, and hopefully he straightens some stuff out. And we'll see him for multiple innings today. And I think he's a big key to the Astros being able to win this game if they can hold down the um, – if they can hold down the Red Sox, say, innings three through six – um, that would be. That's a big key. That'll be ideal. Getting the, ball, getting the ball and getting the ball to the back of the bullpen. I feel yeah. I feel much better about the back of our bullpen than I think the Red Sox do about theirs. They just have happened to have nine run cushions when they get to them. All right, uh, Brian. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, good luck tonight. Go Strohs. Go Strohs.